Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. Joe Biden wins again. This time, the Electoral College affirms Joe Biden's victory, 306 electoral votes to Donald Trump's 232, and everyone but the president seems to be moving on. We'll discuss that. Plus, time is running out for Washington to reach an agreement on a stimulus bill to help the millions of Americans hurting economically in the midst of this pandemic. And finally today, Georgia is on the president-elect's mind. Joe Biden heads south. Earlier today, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, for the first time, recognized Joe Biden as president-elect. So as of this morning, our country has officially a president-elect and a vice president-elect. The Electoral College has spoken. McConnell had previously said that he was going to wait for the Electoral College to cast its votes before recognizing Biden's victory, which was pretty absurd and a charade as well. It's not like Mitch McConnell needed that to happen to understand that Joe Biden won this election. He did understand it. He was just trying to provide Donald Trump space to work out his lawsuits and his shenanigans that, of course, amounted to nothing. By Mitch McConnell doing that, he gave license for every Republican to not recognize Joe Biden's victory. And it's why this transition has been so slow and begrudging in its nature, which, of course, is not good for the country. So finally, Mitch McConnell, the number one Republican in Washington going forward, because Donald Trump and Mike Pence won't be there, he finally acknowledges reality. So no big applause for Mitch McConnell here that he did it, though I do think it's an important step because it allows the transition process to move more aggressively forward towards Joe Biden taking the oath of office on January 20th. In fact, one of Mitch McConnell's closest allies in the Senate is the retiring Senator Lamar Alexander of Tennessee. He went as far today to call on President Trump to concede, to actually follow through with that norm, showing the country and the world that peaceful transfer of power and that it can still take place. Donald Trump, of course, refusing to do so, continuing tweeting about conspiracy theories related to voting machines today instead of joining in this moment where the Electoral College affirmed Joe Biden's victory. And there's no other avenue for Donald Trump to pursue here to try and upend the election. No viable avenue. But of course, there hasn't been a viable avenue for weeks now. Joe Biden told reporters that he spoke to Mitch McConnell today. He made the case that he thinks there is uh, quite a bit of legislative work that they can do together once Joe Biden is in office. The big question still hangs over this. How will Mitch McConnell approach the Biden presidency? Will he see his role as a pure wall of obstruction to the Biden agenda? Or will he see his role as one working with Biden to actually accomplish goals for the American people? Now, here's what else matters today. Speaking of goals for the American people, many are hurting and in great need for further government assistance during this incredibly difficult time in the midst of this pandemic with so much job loss in the country. And yet, your representatives in Congress have still been unable at this time, as we record this podcast on Tuesday afternoon, to come to some kind of an agreement to get this needed aid out the door. As you know, this COVID relief package is tied up with the overall funding of the government, which 
Just last week, Congress voted to extend that deadline a week to allow for more time for a COVID relief deal to come to fruition. Well, it's still not there. And now government funding is set to run out on Friday. Everyone seems to want to avoid a government shutdown here at the end of the year, right before the holidays. And they seem pretty certain that they're going to be able to avoid that. But how we get from here to there remains very unclear and very murky. We know what is the issue here. It is this twofold issue. The Democrats want more money for state and local aid, and the Republicans want liability protections for corporations so they can guard against being sued. Both of those things are the controversial items, and so you have this bipartisan coalition trying to move those controversial items to the side and get the rest of the aid through the door, but it's unclear that the votes are there to do this. And why? Why is it waited until this last moment yet again? Listen, Congress very often doesn't act until there is that final moment that they have to do so. But there's something else at play here. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer thought they were going to have a stronger hand to play. They thought that they had a real chance at getting the Democratic majority in the Senate on November 3rd and that the Democratic majority in the House would grow on November 3rd. And they thought those victories in November would give them a stronger hand to play in these negotiations. That's not what happened. Democrats have thus far been unable to win control of the Senate. It hangs in the balance with those runoff races in Georgia. And in the House, Nancy Pelosi's majority shrunk. It didn't grow. In fact, she is presiding over the slimmest majority Democrats have had in the House since World War II. So they misplayed this because they thought they were going to have a stronger hand to play in the lame duck, and the Democrats actually have a weaker hand to play. And finally today... President-elect Biden sets his sights on Georgia. Joe Biden heads down to Georgia, holding a drive-in rally for both Democratic candidates in the runoffs there, Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff, also joining President-elect Biden for this event, Stacey Abrams, and the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. This is all about turning out Democratic voters. Joe Biden is the first Democrat to win Georgia in a presidential contest since 1992, first time in nearly 30 years. And they are trying to recreate that energy, that enthusiasm, that level of turnout for these two Democratic candidates in these Senate runoffs that will determine which party controls the U.S. Senate and, of course, will then determine how Joe Biden's agenda as president actually moves through Congress. In-person early voting began just yesterday in Georgia. That is part of why Biden is there today. Uh, this is all about trying to get the vote out between now and January 5th. That does it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.